0: This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday. before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Men, and JR. Welcome to
1: episode 17. It's June and summer is upon us. Sun's out, bun's out, and we're all staying six feet apart. Today our episode will be all about our favorite K-pop summer hits and a tiny history about some summer-themed albums as well as some fun summer festivals in Korea. So let's start off with our favorite summer K-pop singles.
0: Okay, so first I want to talk about my faves because I'm old. So I go first. That's how it goes. Because I'm closer to death, so we got to hurry. So uh, the first fave that I want to talk about is Essentown's Hotmail. Because that was the first Essentown summer vacation song I heard. And I loved it immediately because back then I didn't know that SM was a company where everyone was an artist from there. So I was like, look, it's Don <gasps> Bo is there. is there. Mooney Jun's there. Wow. Oh, Pada was also there. <laughs> and I just like <laughs> was just like so happy and they were at a water park and I loved how it combined older idols with the new idols and I loved watching them all interact with each other. So I had this poster on my wall for over 10 years (laughs) because i loved it so much it was just such a happy picture everyone was looking great (laughs) so my favorite tracks on there had to be First of all, Hotmail. Like, that's just a good song. And then my other favorite track was Boa's Midnight Parade, because the music video for it involves Glow in the Dark Canes and choreography of that, and I'd never seen anything like that, so I thought that was really cool. In researching this episode, I rewatched that music video for the first time in, like, ten years, and it wasn't as cool as I remember, <laughs> it was a lot more Aww. simple. <laughs> but I liked the idea of it, it was still cool. <laughs> But I do love it. My other favorite summer track has to be SM Town's Seaside. It was a combination of Dombanchinki, Super Junior, and Shiny in one song. Yes, you heard that right. All three of them in one go. And that, <laughs> it's very important. This is what adds to the track, is that this was before the Dombanchinki and Super Junior splits. So this was back in the days when they had five members of Domonchenki and and when Super Junior had the 13 members, even though I like to include, you know, Henry and Jomi, but so that is, if you're counting correctly, 23 people in one (laughs) song. And the only way I could describe it was that it's a scramble. Like that's the only way I can think to describe it because it does sound a bit chaotic, but you can hear everyone singing quite well, but they only get one line except for Jung, who obviously gets the ending, which makes it kind of sad. But this kind of came out right before the splits all went down. So there was never a music video for it, but you can still get the audio and it's still good. And it's just kind of weird hearing this song versus how it has been performed live a few times, I think, but it's weird not hearing the actual original artists. Like there's some times where when a member leaves a group or something like that and the group still wants to perform the song, how like, oh, they have to give their part to someone else. It's very yeah. weird with this song because at that time you had so many distinctive voices. And to hear so many of those voices not there anymore is just very strange. At least to me. Mm -hmm. And then the last song I want to talk about is a classic. That's my fave. uh, Is DJ Doc's Run To You. I like it because it's a classic and it's just enjoyable. And it has been covered by so many idols over the years because it is a very memorable track. Now, just to talk about two honorable mentions, then I'm officially done (laughs) because <laughs> men and JR are just, they're they're itching to go. Um, I want to mention Winners Every Day because it's a fun song. Lyrics are kind of sweet, kind of nonsensical, but it doesn't ruin the song. It's just meant to be enjoyable. You don't have to think too hard. Just have fun. That's why I like it. That was also the first winner song that I enjoyed. Then it's like, oh, I'm interested in this group all of a sudden. And then That's that got interesting me interesting that
2: that song did that for you.
0: It just seemed like everyone was having a good time Then I stumbled into that whole show where they were showing off their animals and how like chaotic their house is with like the cats and the dog and that made me go oh winter's kind of cool okay I'm interested like that was my get-in with them (laughs) I hadn't heard anything else by them before the last one I feel kind of bad about saying grudgingly mentioned but I kind of feel that way nowadays is Super Junior's Full of Happiness which it's a remake of H.O.T.'s song Full of Happiness which is one of my favorite songs of all time I love the music video love how it's covered. It's great. And also I love in the music video how there's so much positivity where like you see Super Junior just like, hey, we're here and people are coming up and hugging them and the behind the scenes was just very fluffy, very wonderful, very wholesome. But my only bone to pick with it is that whenever there is someone who is covering a version of Hangbook, they always default to Super Juniors, (laughs) not H.O.T.'s. Even if they'll say, oh, we're going to cover H.O.T.'s Hangbook. They always do the Super Junior version, not the H.O.T. version, which I personally think part of it is that it's harder to do the H.O.T. version because there was a lot of chaotic moments. And also, though, the choreography was very strange to where H.O.T. was standing around for a lot of parts or messing with each other. And it's not something where you could just practice into it. There's so much ad lib. So did they add
2: choreography to it? Is that what you're
0: saying? As in, like, if you look at, like, any of their live performances, usually there's a break where in the middle of it, they go H.O.T. and it's basically the fan chant. Go Hee go Tony, go J One, mm-hmm. go Kangta. You know that whole thing. Right. And each member does something special every single time, and it's always different. Oh, okay. Depending right, on right. who the member is, like there was one time where J One did a backflip. There was another time where he pulled a comb out of his pocket and was just brushing his hair. Mm-hmm. There was an award ceremony where they did it, and Hee pushed him down and then sat on top of him. There were like multiple different things that they chose to do, and then also it depended on the cameraman. Because back in the 90s, there were a lot of times, like, the cameramen would, like, zoom in on one person, like, follow them around. So there was also a lot of that. But it's kind of Mm -hmm. chaotic. Yeah. So I do like the track. I just wish that the original got more appreciation.
2: That's all. Right. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Min, you have a very interesting group of... (laughs) ones that you want to mention. Like, your tastes are very different from mine, so uh, could you please talk about them? Yeah, okay, so for summer
1: music, you need basically all of SISTER's title tracks, because they're all (laughs) summer hits, okay? All of them are great, and we will be talking more about them in a later episode, but if I had to pick one, it would be Touch My Body, because it's probably the most iconic summer song they've ever released. And also, it appeared on Facebook, Family Guy. So, iconic, yes, and it's just a true embodiment of summer, both the music video and the sound of the song. It's great. (laughs) Touch My Body is not the only K-pop song that was featured on that one specific Family Guy episode. Hyanna's Bubble Pop was also there, and it is also a really great summer song because it's so upbeat. I really dislike the choreography to the song. I love the song. I hate to dance (laughs) so much.
0: (laughs) Have you tried it? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Is it hard or, like, you know, technical? Or is it just that it's repetitive? Like, what what, in your opinion? It is a bit
1: hard, but it's also, like... The main chorus is basically just you jump up and down and act cute. Oh. There isn't a lot to the main chorus. The breakdown is a bit weird. On the topic of me doing a cover of it, you can find this video of me covering it in like, I think it was 2017 or something on my Instagram. But a lot of Hyano's music is very intensely copyrighted. So to get around that, I had to use the Family Guy parody, Candy oh Cold Marshmallow as the audio track for my dance cover for it because. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So both the original song and the parody on Family Guy are both great summer bops. I might be biased on that one. <laughs> next song i want to talk about is snsd's all night this song came out on their sixth album holiday night where the main title track was holiday and honestly i don't vibe with holiday it's just it's not for me but all night is such a good party song it Doesn't have those, like, super intense summer vibes to it, but it's still, like, fun dance party, the MV has a few drag queens very briefly, and yeah, it's just a fun time. And I really like it, and it's better than Holiday.
0: I like that you said that. That makes me feel so validated, because I also am not a fan of Holiday, and so you can, of course, imagine my disappointment when I was at the museum, and each artist has, like, a picture you could take take with them. For SNSD, Holiday Night is the picture that you can take with Aww. them. You have no idea. I was just like, "Ooh, what's it going to be?" cuz Super Juniors is Mamacita and so I was like, "Okay, you know, some something classic, you know, ooh, maybe it's going to be like oh or the boys or something like that." Nope holiday night i was just like oh well i still look cute in that picture so
1: (laughs) that's the important part the very last song i want to talk about is a very different type of song because i'm a very big fan of just chill music to lay on the floor and just vibe (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if you follow our twitter all of the songs that i recommend are usually super weird or really really chill or like a weird mix of both so primaries don't be shy which features aoa's choa is just the very best for this kind of weird relaxing vibe don't be shy came out all the way back in 2015 that's five years ago
2: Gah. wow Ugh. that's crazy
1: and when it came out, I would just play it on repeat while laying outside in the summer sun, chilling in a hammock and just relaxing. So that sounds nice. Yeah, it is really good. For my super quick, fast-paced honorable mentions, I want to mention "Hey Girls," "Melt It," "Melt Me." I can't pronounce this Korean name for the single.
0: <laughs> okay, old
1: Yes. Thank you. It's a bit hard to explain, but it sounds like they were trying to remake what Star's summer songs used to be back in the day, but it's not. It's still a really fun song. You should go listen to it. Small girl groups are the best. And lastly, C C.C.? C the sea? C.C.? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great. She's tanned on a beach living her best life, dancing. It's wonderful. So, <laughs> JR, can you continue us on on this summer journey?
2: Sure. So, I think I've said this before, but I heavily associate songs with seasons and honestly when i was doing this i realized that a lot of these are just like kind of a generic list <laughs> but that's also fine you know like sometimes it's the stuff that goes viral that is fun i don't know what i'm saying the songs go viral for a reason so yeah it's yeah it's good. exactly there you go so for the first one that i want to talk about last year pentagon came out with a summer mini album i think it was their first mini album to come out in summer and it was called summer And one of the songs off of it was also called Summer. So just a lot of summer happening. (laughs) But it's super bubbly and really piano heavy. And to me, it sounds like a pool party song. I don't know why. I just really (laughs) love it. And I specifically love... Yannan's line. I have it written like in tiny letters at the top of my phone but <laughs> you know it's such a catchy song and it's a very obvious song because it's about summer and it's called summer so you know it's just really good. I highly recommend. Another one that I really love is Newton by Monsta X and I don't know how many people actually know about this song because it's technically an ad for Lipton Tea and it's almost three years old now which is is just shocking to me. That really threw me off for a second when I was (laughs) looking at it again. But I've loved it ever since it came out, and it's just such a catchy song. It gets stuck in your head, and the music video is really fun too. It's very bright, and it just shows... The member is having a lot of fun and there's just so much product placement, which makes sense because it's an ad, but it's just, it's really funny to watch. Like the song itself isn't the ad, it's like the music video is the ad, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, K-pop music video ads are just hilarious. (laughs)
2: Because it's like they're just hauling crates of Lipton tea (laughs) around. It's like, (laughs) it's so funny to me, I love it and Winner is going to make another appearance here. I thought it was funny that Onyx really liked Every Day because I really did not like Every Day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It just, it felt like they were trying to recreate the success of Really Really, which I absolutely loved. And it just, it didn't, quite do it for me so really really is one i really like and ah yeah is another one that one came out last year too i think and i just i don't know a lot of winners more recent title tracks i feel like can fall into this category because they're just really bright and they're really fresh and i like them a lot and you know i actually listened to really really a lot to the point where like my parents knew the song as soon (laughs) as it came on and i was like oh that's that's a i don't think i've listened to the
1: entirety of really really but i do know that the like dance to the chorus where they
2: just step and like slap finger guns and like
1: yeah i I know that part of the
2: dance for some unholy reason but i don't think i've listened to the entirety of that song (laughs) (laughs) it's good i recommend I will listen but to yeah, it. <laughs> they kind of they kind of do the Big Bang thing. When, if I remember correctly, Big Bang used to actually like dance. Yeah, and then they just Back stopped. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. They kind of do that where it's like their choreography isn't that intense, which is fine. It's just not as fun to look at I guess I don't know yeah you just kind of want something more out of it but it's like it Mm -hmm. it
1: works yeah I mean it's a chill song
2: it's a chill choreography it it ends up working so yeah and then Red Velvet's Red Flavor I listened to that so much when it came out it is so catchy to me I love all of it and I really love the music video because it's really bright and I love all the fruit in it and it just makes me want a smoothie and smoothies are very summery so there you go (laughs)
0: really cute oh i really like how you wrote in your comments you said wrote who doesn't like this song well me (laughs) really i don't like it at all Oh my goodness. For some odd reason, like when I listen to it, there's this type of drink. It's not cherry soda. It's something like that where like hearing the song, it's like the taste of that drink. It's like cherry something. I don't remember what it is, but it just reminds me of that and it just creeps me out.
2: So I'm just like... (laughs) I'm telling you, weird associations. Yeah. It it makes me think of a taste. Like it just I totally understand that. Fair enough. (laughs) The next song I want to talk about is Twice's Dance the Night Away. And I remember when this came out, people making fun of the choreography Because there was, like, the chicken dance part, which I don't really see as the chicken dance to me. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm missing I, something I can kind of see it, but I didn't like, think about it. a little bit. But I don't know. I feel like it was a bit overblown. I just, whenever I saw the song, people were talking about that. And then I actually listened to the song and I love the song so much. It's super, I've said catchy like 17 times. I'm so sorry. But that's all I can describe it as. And it's got horn in the chorus, even though it's fake horn, but horn nonetheless Again, I'm going to say it. Horn needs to be in more K-pop songs. It just makes everything better. It's really fun.
0: It was a fun... I, I just think that it was just meant to be, you know, fun. Most of Twice's discography is just, just have fun. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't have to yeah. be, like, a critical thing. Exactly.
2: It's like they get a bad rep for being palatable to the public. Just for being and fun. Like, that's the whole point of K-pop. Like. But yeah, the music video is literally the epitome of summer. They're on a beach and... The outfits are just gorgeous. I really, I really like the styling of that one. And then quickly to more and flying for a stretch of time. They just came out with like super energetic song after the other. And then there was like a break for How Are You? And I feel like that's still a summer song, but it's not as upbeat. I feel like it's perfect road trip music because it's really rock heavy. And like there's a lot of guitar and drums and it just makes you super hyped. And I just, I'm just a big fan fan of them and I said in the script before the teasers came out that I need them to release a summer song because Yub is going to enlist soon. And I think it was two days ago, they released a teaser. So I am so excited. I can't wait. It's also the first comeback with the new member Dong Sang. And I just, I hope it's incredible. That's all I'm hoping. And the last song I want to talk about is the Hayes and Dean collaboration called And July. And July is literally in the title. So you gotta mention it. And of all of these, I think if you were to look up the lyrics of any, I would say and July because it's really, yes. it's it, like, it's not a joke song, but it is funny. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it's supposed to be kind of.
0: Yeah. It's procrastinating on confessing to someone's like, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll get you July. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Their voices go really well together. And they have had at least one other collaboration that I know of. I can't remember the name of the single off the top of my head. And then Quickfire, some honorable mentions. EXO's What You Do, that came off of the Coco Bop album a few years ago. I really love that one. Again, it's not as upbeat in the same sense as the other ones. It's more, it's not really more chill. It's just different. It doesn't sound as poppy to me. And then I always put Icon's Love Scenario and Pentagon's Shine together because they, they don't sound the same, but they... Blew up in similar fashions, and so they're always connected in my mind. And I can listen to those songs at any time of the year. I love them both. They're really good. Shiny's Colorful. I think they actually released that in like the fall or winter, but I don't understand why they would do that. It feels like a very summer song to me. Also, View, that was one of the first K-pop songs I listened to outside of OSTs. And it's another one that was a summer release, really good. And then Newest's Not Over You, which is just really upbeat. I love that song. I've mentioned it before. It's a good song. But yeah, those are my favorite summer songs by K-pop artists, pretty much. Next, we're going to talk about the trend of summer releases in general. We all love for summertime album
1: releases, but since the dawn of K-pop, there's been a trend of themed releases that don't count as official releases, meaning that they're more special gifts to the respective group's fans. We talked lightly about this back in our Christmas episode, with the special Christmas gifts and winter story albums. But now it's time for the summer releases. Some of the earliest ones that we've found would be Cool's Summer Story and Duke's Summer Special. These are probably not the first ones but they are both from the late 90s so they're pretty old. (laughs) Neither of these albums end up in the group's official album counts because they're counted as special summer releases even though they are full length albums. (laughs) (laughs) So today it's more normal to drop these themed releases as singles or maybe a mini album than a actual full-length album Some of the most well-known summer themed releases would be the
0: ones coming out of SM Town in 2002, we got the first SM summer album Summer Vacation in smtown.com, which started a regular trend of summer albums up until 2009. In addition to albums, SM also used to have summer festivals. In 2006, they had their first summer festival which was called Creatively SM Town Summer Festival, which went on from July 15th to July 17th, 2006. That was followed by SM Town Summer Concert, June 30th to July 1st. Two thousand seven. They don't seem to have had any more specifically labeled concerts since, but I think that's because they kind of have the annual, hey, look, SM's going on tour again sort of tour.
2: Although they haven't had those in a while, too, like the SM family tour concerts, which is unfortunate yeah. because everyone would go to them. <laughs>
0: Which is also kind of weird, though, because, like, there is an exhibit on that in the SM Museum. And it's a big exhibit. Like, it had, like, on the wall, it, like, had these maps and, like, all these statistics with how many people came. You could also get, like, stamps of the different concerts and, like, which fandom you were in. You could go to the back and it's like, hey, here's what a dressing room for this show looks like. And it is very cramped. And it shows you, like, how tall the idols were. And it's like, they're too big to be in this tiny of a space. They might be skinny, but they're very tall people. (laughs) Especially SNSD. SNSD, TVXQ, and NCT are just giants. But SM isn't the only one who can release summer albums. No, 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 no. In true YG fashion, they had to do it too. But they did it first. Back in the late 1990s, they released the first family album, Familium. In 2002, they released why Be Normal? Their last YG Family album, even though it's not specifically summer-themed, it just did give us Fly Gentleman, which is my favorite track, Got Together, which had Jinishon, One Time, and even GD. It also had YMCA, which included Lexi. More recently, in 2012, Lone Entertainment released Low and Tree Summer Story, which is their only full-company collab album with the single Sea of Moonlight. But companies are not the only ones to release summer singles. More about that in our next segment. 2005
1: gave us the wonders of Shinwa's Hey Dude, as well as TVXQ's Hiya, <laughs> Both were labeled special summer singles. And in 2012, Sistar released their very first summer album, Loving You, solidifying their place as the Queens of Summer in the 2010s. Earlier, we mentioned Cool very briefly and their newest release was actually in 2015 with a special summer single titled It's All Right. So, are Cool the legends of summer? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. Around the same time, mid 2010s, new Queens of Summer started to emerge, with Red Velvet's dual Red Side, Velvet Side concept, which allows them to have fun with their summer releases. Multiple of the Red singles have been released in spring summer, and so far they've released two summertime mini albums, being Red Summer in 2017 and Summer Magic in 2018, with power up, which is wonderful. Since this episode is recorded in the past, we can't really talk about the 2020 summer specials since they haven't been released yet but we can talk about some of the summer special singles released in 2019 including but not limited to cosmic girls boogie up from their album for the summer nights and pentagon's humph From summer. But what would summer singles be without summer festivals
2: to share all the good summer vibes? So we actually have quite a long list of festivals that take place during the summer, but I just chose three and did some research on them. The first one I want to mention is the Water Bomb Festival, and it's actually held in multiple cities, including Seoul, Incheon, Busan, and Daegu. It's essentially a giant event which consists of multiple artists and groups performing alongside DJs, team water battles with some artists also taking part. Another signature element of the festival are the giant water cannons. There are also large themed pools with floaties and slides and water guns, and one of those giant drop bucket things that you usually see at water park. And this year's lineup in Seoul, if it's still happening, consists of Jesse, Ravi, Chungha, Changmo, and many
1: more. If you want to have a slight panic attack while watching live stages, go just look up waterbomb fan cams because <laughs> all the artists get soaked. And it's a bit scary to watch. I'm so scared that somebody's gonna fall and hurt themselves, even though everything is covered in plastic.
0: I know someone who went there and she got a cold that night. If anything, I suggest going and looking at
2: pictures and even videos, if you can find it. I'm not sure if they filmed the performances, but I saw some pictures of the idols that performed last year, I believe it was, and they look like they are having a blast. At least on their website, there are videos they're probably promotional more than anything but you can kind of get an idea of what's happening and then the next festival or really it's a concert more so is the dream concert and i believe on amazon prime or netflix there is the 2015 dream concert so you can go back and look at one of the older ones, because I don't believe they're going to hold this one, but I'm not sure. This event consists of groups from multiple companies all coming together, and it's actually been going on for 25 years straight, but that might be cut off because of everything happening right now. There has been no official announcements that I could find, but they might just push it to the fall, which has happened before. It usually takes place in late spring, but can go into July. And twice they did hold it later in the fall. So that is a possibility. Last year, it was held in Sangnam Stadium, which holds almost 70,000 people, which makes sense when you consider how many groups actually perform because you want to get all their fans into the stadium. And since we don't have this year's lineup, I'll just mention a few from last year. The MCs were Super Junior's Itook. Actress Jan So Min and b one a four is Gongchan. And some of the fairly diverse artist lineup was SHINee's Taemin, CLC, Red Velvet, G.O.D.'s Kim Tae-woo and Hong Jin-young who is a trot singer. So cool. A lot of the
1: Dream Concert stages are on YouTube I think. Mm-hmm. They have some fun ones. You should definitely
2: go look them up. Yeah. And I think they have special stages too if I'm not mistaken like where groups come together. Yeah. But maybe not at that one. And then the last festival that I want to mention is the Busan Rock Festival which started in 2000 and it seems like it has gone on every year since but I saw conflicting information on that because I also saw that it started in 1999 but I'm not 100% sure which one is the actual date it started but either way they've been doing it for many years and so far there is word that it is going to be held this July but of course this could change. It is actually started out being called the Asian Rock Festival, but was then changed to the Busan International Rock Festival. Sometimes people drop the international. It depends on what you're looking at. Mm. But as far as I know, they're all the same concert. And since the beginning, they have had bands, which go anywhere from indie to metal to rock, from outside of Korea even, including the US, Australia, Japan, Germany, and more. The event took place last year at Samnak Ecological Park. And if you followed our blog, K-Pop of the Day, you may have heard of some of the indie bands that performed. Some of those included Nell, Harry Big Button, Courtney Barnett, and Janabee. We hope, if the situation allows, that these festivals will be able to continue this year. But of course, things are continuing to shift and change, even as we speak. So we will see. But Onyx, why don't you give us
0: the trivia question for this week? Kian was the last member to join Super Junior as a part of the whole group to make them 13. But do you know the name of his debut song with them? If you do, Please let us know on any of our social medias and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. Let's jump over to the song of the day. Today,
1: June 7th, 2006, Super Junior released the single album You, with the single You, which is a really fun mid-2000s song. It has some very low-key Britney Spears vibes. All the fluffy hair is just amazing and we need that specific hair trend to come back with don't need the mullets, we need the fluffy overstyled hair back. Also today, June 7th, in 2013, Crying Nut released their seventh album, Flaming Nuts. <laughs> With a single, Give Me The Money. And this whole music video takes place on a beach, and <laughs> it's just good summer vibes, and it's pretty funny, like all of Crying Nuts'
2: songs are, and you should definitely go look at it. it. It's great. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter, at K-Pop or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also in the description will be two links to two different playlists, one on Spotify and one on YouTube of the songs that were mentioned in this episode. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on June 21st, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.